0: Welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicaria. Field Log, Day 48 Pursue Peace Today's topic is going to be one of those ideas that's going to be useful to you in virtually every area of your life, right? In all of the seven commitments. And we're going to touch on most of those in as far as it's relevant. And of course, you know, when we're talking about the spiritual stuff, I'll give you the disclaimer ahead of time. This time, I'm not a priest, not a theologian. Check anything I say with your spiritual father. But then we're also going to get into some of the practical concerns around pursuing peace, right? Today's topic is pursuing peace. What does it mean to pursue peace? How does it look? When is it appropriate? Why should you do it? Right? And things like that. So pursuing peace, right? It's right there in the name. When you're confronted with a situation, right? Some sort of conflict. Maybe someone's raising his voice at you. Maybe someone, I don't know, cut you off. And you're trying to, like in the road or something. Or maybe someone stole your parking space or something along those lines. Or maybe someone hurt you or betrayed you in some way or another. That's the time in your life when you have to consider, do I retaliate or do I pursue peace? And I've talked about some of the considerations before on how you decide when is violence appropriate and when when is it not, right? And there's an episode you can listen to on that called On Violence, which is going to give you some of the same ideas that we'll be talking about today. The pursuit of peace is something that every man who has devoted his life to God has to be all in on, right? You cannot be a disciple of the Lord if you don't pursue peace. But that doesn't mean we're pacifists, that we're against violence at all costs, right? So let's say we take the example from earlier. You're driving down the highway and someone cuts you off, right? Some people have road rage, I thankfully, for some reason I can't understand because I used to be a very hot-blooded person and even then, I never had much road rage. And I think it comes down to this natural understanding in this specific situation at least that there is no point in trying to aggravate someone in trying to make a situation worse if it's already passed and it's likely not going to repeat itself. So in this case, for example, you can think about it like this. If you're driving in your car and someone cuts you off, that's it. That's all that happened, right? The reason you get upset is because physiologically, your brain interprets that as a threat, right? Someone did something to you that you found unjust, right? That person could have hit me, right? That's a lot of times that's the excuse you hear for road rage. That person could have hurt somebody. Could have, being the key word. Nothing has happened. And By honking your horn, you're not going to improve the situation at all. Nothing's going to happen. You know, some people will argue that, oh, maybe it'll teach them a lesson. It won't, right? When people are honked at, you know this good and well. You always think the other person's an idiot and you did nothing wrong. Or you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just in a hurry. Nothing's going to change. So in a situation like that, you should pursue peace. Just practically speaking. And for your own peace of mind as well, right? For the character of your soul. There is no benefit in getting riled up. But if you take another example, say someone is raising his voice at you, you know, getting very aggravated, you could respond indignantly, right? You could respond with, how dare you raise your voice at me and this and that and escalate the situation. Or you could maintain a calm exterior, preferably even a calm interior. And we just did an episode on this as well, right, a couple of days ago. Stay calm and de-escalate the situation, right? You could pursue peace in that way. Or let's say you had a falling out with your sister or brother or mom or uncle. You could go out of your way and reach out and say, listen, I know we had a fight. I know we argued. Some things were said. I want you to know that I'm sorry for any way that I hurt you and offended you. If anything, is there any way we can make peace, right? Brokering peace. You could even pursue peace between two people. Maybe two of your close friends had a falling out or something or they had an argument, right? You're down at the bar, you're having a couple of drinks. One of them said something as a joke. The other one was offended, right? Neither one feels like it's his fault. You know, he needs to let it go and he needs to, you know, watch what he says, whatever. You could say, guys, listen, you've been friends for five years. You cannot let your friendship end over some drunken comment. You need to apologize to him. You need to apologize to him. You're pursuing peace in your friend group, right? And as I'm starting to paint the picture, before I even get into the argument of why you should do this, you can already start to get a a sense, a feel for why this might be the right approach, right? This is what a leader does. A leader breeds harmony. A leader breeds community. A leader doesn't escalate threats, right? There is a scene in uh, this anime called One Piece, which I was a big fan of when I was 14, 15, 16. Up to 17, 18, I don't usually watch those kinds of things anymore or don't really have the time. Not because I think it's bad per se. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I just don't. But there's a scene in, I think it's episode one or two, where the main character, Luffy, is still a little boy, right? Eight or nine years old. And a pirate comes into town. And I forget what his name is, but he's got the red hair and the, I think the scar on his face. And they're at a bar. And for some reason, Luffy, the kid, the eight-year-old, is at the bar as well. And something happens. I don't remember exactly what. But basically, the red-headed pirate, the captain of his own ship, gets into an argument or someone else tries to pick a fight with him. And he doesn't respond. He doesn't escalate. The guy ends up dumping a drink on him and like punching him or something. And he doesn't hit back. Right? This man has an army. He has a whole pirate crew with him. And he doesn't hit back. And then Luffy at the end goes, why didn't you, you know, lay this guy out? Like, what's going on here? Why aren't you defending yourself? But the captain realizes, and I really wish I remembered his name, but he realizes that if I just let this guy, you know, like, be all big and macho for a second and dump a drink on me and disrespect me even, he'll walk away. He'll feel superior. Nothing's going to break. Nothing's going to happen. I'm going to de-escalate the situation, even if I have to take a little bit of disrespect and embarrassment. Right? He's that centered in his core that he can do that as a man. And that, gentlemen, is real masculinity right there. Right, Real men do broker peace. Real men don't want violence because they've seen violence. It is awful. Violence is terrible. It is an ugly thing. Sometimes necessary, of course. But you seek To avoid it, right? You think rationally about these things. You say, I could fight back. I could lay this guy out. I could do this and that and cause a big commotion. Or I could let it go, take some disrespect and move on. Right? You can start to see that this is how a mature man, a man of power responds, right? That's what it means to turn the other cheek. I said that in the violence episode as well. Is turning the other cheek comes from a place of strength? I could retaliate. I will choose not to. Right? If someone's beating you up and you have no say in the matter, right? you can't even fight back, that's not turning the other cheek. That's just weakness. Which, again, isn't bad for everyone. It is bad for someone living the warrior king life though. You should be strong in every way conceivable. So that's what pursuing peace looks like. And we're already starting to get into some of the discussion around why you should do this. And it's, it's practical. It is really, there is a certain result you're after. As a leader in your community, as a leader in your family, you want the well-being and safety of those in your care. Period. Right? That should be the, the new headline for this whole podcast. Right? Field log, colon, seeking the flourishing and the well being of those in your care. That's the whole idea. Right? That's the whole reason we do this. And of course, you need to take care of your own well being as well, but You know, maybe taking a punch isn't that big a deal to you. Maybe you grew up scrapping. Maybe having a drink dumped on you, like, no big deal. This shirt's cheap. I don't mind. But, you know, maybe sometimes it's not. And then you have to respond accordingly, of course. But that's the whole point. That's why we do things. Is to protect those in our care, to provide for the well-being and the welfare of all of those over whom we have some sort of authority or leadership or power or influence or something to be a good steward of those people. And many times the way you do that is say, listen, okay, I can look at this now and I can see that this person said some things to me. I unfortunately said some things to this person, but there's bad blood here, right? Which is spiritually bad. First of all, no forgiveness, but it's also practically bad because it's putting tension and strain on everybody. So I can be the bigger man and seek this person out and, you know, try to make up, right? Um, As I'm recording this right now, it's a Friday. And two days from now is the last Sunday before Lent, I think, officially starts. And one of the services we're going to serve this Sunday is called Forgiveness Vespers, right? This is a very, very beautiful, very fascinating service where every single person in the church does a full prostration, and you now know what those are, right? Does a full prostration before everyone else and says, forgive me. And then the person responds with, God forgives and I forgive. So spiritually, we're called to pursue peace in any way that we can, right? If we need to take embarrassment on ourselves, if we need to take disrespect, if we need to forget past wrongs, those are all par for the course if you love God, right? But practically also, if you pursue peace, people will like you more. And as I've said before, a leader lives and dies by public perception. It's a reality, right? And you should never fake it. But you should... Become that, truly. You should become a person who pursues peace because, among other reasons, people will see that in you and say, he's such a good person. He has a kind heart. I want to follow his leadership. I want to take advice. You could inspire other people to become more peaceful, right? You can motivate them to to do the same thing. And you might be able to avert a disaster. Maybe things are getting very heated between you and someone else or between two other people. You can pursue peace in that situation and de-escalate things and provide for the well-being of other people that way, right? When you pursue peace in that way, you're essentially mimicking Christ, which is what all Christians are called to do, of course. So when Christ was being beaten, for example, before his crucifixion, unjustly, of course, he just let them do it. He's God. He can walk on water. He can calm the raging storm. He can heal the blind, he can heal the leper, he can snap his finger and those people would have disappeared or been turned into frogs or whatever he wants. He's God, he's all-powerful. But he knew that for the best outcome, this had to happen, to fulfill the prophecies and to take the suffering and the sin of the world upon himself, he had to do this. And sometimes you will be called to respond in the same way as a leader is that in pursuing a reduction of harm you might have to take things upon yourself right and that can be a very hard pill to swallow i know that the ego can be very powerful i always talk about the ego and even in me it bubbles up all the time right you don't you don't beat this in one lifetime right just the other day somebody said something and my ego started to flare up and I was like, oh, you know, I've been telling you to do that forever and now you're presenting it as some sort of new information, right? I got very indignant about the whole thing in my head. Thankfully, I was able to identify that and say, this is not how I want to feel. This is not how I want to think. This is not me thinking this. This is being whispered into my ear and I don't appreciate it. So I will not act on this. I will not say anything. I will not let it show. This is bad in me, has nothing to do with this person. So there's already a tendency in us to maybe seek violence, right? Especially if you have the hunger as we talked about in the episode yesterday, right? Brokering peace is such a calm, you know, meek posture that might feel very unnatural to you at first. Certainly did to me, right? Like I used to have this thing where I didn't like apologizing when I didn't think I was wrong, right? As most people I'm sure feel that way. Let's say I'm having a conversation with somebody and we're... Getting into some sort of topic and it turns into a debate of some sorts, and he's saying things, I'm saying things, we're going back and forth, and then all of a sudden he's offended, and I'm like, whoa, wait, why are you offended? I didn't say anything about you or your position. I'm or I'm merely attacking your position, and that's what a debate is, right? And that's happened to me, right? That's that's a real thing that happened, and you know, in my head, I might be thinking I don't need to apologize, but thank God I did anyway, to make peace with this person right and i'm not trying to you know tell the story to some sort some, so in in some way elevate myself or make myself look great because i have plenty of moments where i don't pursue peace and i might make snide remarks and things i'm not proud of but we have to basically try to cultivate that right i'm using this as an example is that sometimes you might not want to apologize because you don't think you did anything wrong but that's not what apologies are about Sometimes, many times, I would say, probably most, most of the time, you apologize because you did do something wrong. And that's very good. You should do that. You should take ownership of your actions. You should claim them. But sometimes you use an apology because you want to broker peace. It is more important to me as a man to be at peace with my neighbor. Right? My priest asks me this every time I confess. At the end, are you at peace with everyone around you? And thankfully, I can say yes. And of course, I can't even commune of the bread of life, Christ himself, if I'm not at peace, right? The conditions for communion are baptized, Orthodox Christian, recent confession, following the fast, and at peace with your neighbor, right? It's a requirement. So even for the spiritual life, you have to do this. And then that's going to translate into your leadership ability right if you pursue peace you're going to minimize a lot of damage right sometimes you get into an argument and maybe you'll catch yourself very quickly and realize i could continue to go down this i could you know disagree with him or call him stupid or god knows what else because that's how i feel or i could hold my tongue and pursue peace over being right but do you want to be right or do you want to be building relationships what's more important to you Right? A lot of times being right. You know, nowadays in the culture that we live in, it's often celebrated to be quote-unquote authentic, whatever that means. It's saying whatever's on your mind and caring not at all for the consequences. And maybe sometimes that's appropriate. But we should care about consequences, right? It's self-destructive to not care about consequences. And pursuing peace often leads to the best consequences. And of course, you make that call with wisdom, right? It's a judgment call. You have to decide when you're in a situation, is this one of those times where I pursue peace? Or if I do, will it hurt my leadership ability? Or will it hurt me to some degree it shouldn't? Or will it hurt the people who are in my care in ways that it shouldn't? Right, that's how you may have to make that call. So as a recap, pursuing peace should be your primary objective when possible, Right, any situation that you're in, if you have the ability to find a peaceful resolution, even if that requires, you know, letting go of your ego, especially then, of course, you should do that for your spiritual well-being, because it's going to improve your ability to lead people, because they'll trust you more, because it's going to reduce damage. Right, in most conceivable ways, this is going to be the way to go. And if you're maybe the kind of person right now who doesn't, have the inclination to pursue peace, you have to cultivate that, right? And the best way I can think of doing that is, of course, make sure that your moods are stable, right? Physical things, neurotransmitters, we talk about this all the time. And then there's going to be the spiritual component, right? The more the love of God grows in your heart, the more the love of your neighbor will grow in your heart, right? So recommit yourself to prayer, recommit yourself to the scriptures, recommit yourself to the church services. And if you do that, you will be inclined to look for peaceful resolutions when they present themselves. So think about that for a bit today, right? Do some introspection as we usually do at the end of these field logs. At some point today, you know, take some time, five, 10 minutes, it doesn't have to be long. Just think about, am I generally the kind of person to start conflicts or end conflicts, right? And it's probably going to be some of both. And maybe try to think of some examples, right? I can think back to times that I might have said things because I was angry and I was trying to make someone else angry, right? That's not the way it should be. But I can also think back and think of times where I allowed myself to look for peaceful resolution to some sort of situation when maybe I didn't feel like doing that. So identify those. Try to see if you find patterns. And the next altercation you might get into or the next time you're confronted with two people arguing of some sort, see if you can maybe step in, you know, exercise your leadership, if that's a position where you have leadership, and try to find a peaceful resolution. Or maybe there are people in your life right now that you've had a falling out with, right? And I'm depending on what people do, I'm not saying you have to, you know, be friends and everything and spend time together and all that. But you should try to, if it's not going to be some sort of detriment to you, broker peace, all right? This should be what you're aiming for. That should be your desire. So do that today. And try to make peace first and foremost in your mind when it comes to conflict resolution. And in the end, you will benefit. The people around you will benefit. Not everything has to be about ego or being right all the time. That's not the position of a mature man. And if you want that maturity, you have to pursue peace. That's it for this week's field log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show. That always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for field log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the Marcian.CX project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way, and of course, the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day.